0: All right. Welcome to the Every Damn Day podcast. I'll be joined in just a second by my wonderful co-host, Kevin Brockley. Uh, we'll discuss something from the previous week each day and uh, away we go. So I'll start off with Sunday. Um, one of really kind of my favorite uh, recurring themes is religious leaders who like to blame, they always blame the gays, Kevin. Maybe you can explain to me why, but they love to blame the gays. So here was the guy who's the head of the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. Uh, his name is Patriarch Fillory. And the guy looks to be um, somewhere in his mid 200s. He looks like Santa Claus <laughs> after he just went on a bender. Anyway, he went on television. He said the pandemic is, and this was his quote, God's punishment for the sins of men and the sinfulness of humanity And at first I was like, yeah, you're probably right. And then the second part was, first of all, I mean, same-sex marriage is what he said. And a point was made in an article I read that the countries that have been hardest hit by the pandemic have been China, Iran, and Italy, and none of them have gay marriage. So God must have terrible aim if he's trying to inflict the coronavirus on the the gay marriage, uh, the same sex marriage countries. But it just, you know, there's obviously this has been going on forever. I mean, I I remember Pat Robertson, every time there was an awful hurricane or some kind of other natural disaster, he would always blame it on uh, the gay community. And uh, and there was an article in March that I found who was it it was this guy who's a uh, pastor who leads a weekly Bible study group for members of Trump's cabinet. And he blamed coronavirus um, on the gay community as well. And he said this was a consequence of the wrath of God. And he he also blamed it on uh, environmentalists who he said have depraved minds and those who deny the existence of God, that they have ignited God's wrath. So my question is this. Maybe this is true. But how do you know it's not God sending His wrath down against like a bunch of rednecks or a bunch of intolerant people? I want to know how they know exactly what God is directing His revenge. Towards. I like that you were like Kevin as a gay. What do you <laughs> make of this? Well, you're the token gay. I'm the token straight. Uh, I mean, I true. just you're the token, I'm looking yeah. for insight. We That's both, all I we want. We both
1: fall a little bit more towards the middle than we care to admit. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, I God, I wish I could. I if I had the ability, like one of the X-Men, to summon pandemics. I can assure you I would have used it long before now. Um, (laughs) I would it would be Florida would be like covered in like leprosy at the moment if I had my way. So I don't I think they give gays too much credit. Um, And, you know, I'm just shocked because usually they throw abortion in there somewhere. Oh, that's true. Like usually it's like gays and abortion, gays and abortion. Environmentalist is a new one. That's a new of, one. I'm kind of excited that they were now lumped in with environmentalists. But also, um, why
0: then, if, if this is God and God's up there, he's got nothing else to do. He's like, oh, let me throw a pandemic at him. But usually, you know, it is like a hurricane or some kind of awful storm. But they usually affect the red states. So yeah. does God need glasses? Like, what could I they be wrong? Out, like, as best
1: I can figure out, when they wrote the Old Testament, everybody was screwing each other and having orgies and having a great time. And some guy who couldn't get laid was like, how do I put a stop to this? And he was like sitting there with his papyrus being like, aha, Sodom and Gomorrah. (laughs) And now every time anyone touches a boob or genitalia, it's like, oh, here, here comes a hurricane. It's just absolutely it's nuts. And you're totally right. Like it hits like I mean, is there more of a God fearing state than Texas? And like that poor place gets like battered, battered.
0: Um so what was I've your reaction the first time you ever heard someone and it is you're right it's usually the gays and abortion like i've never i wonder if someone was like oh it's because of bald men that uh these <laughs> pandemics are and and natural disaster so what was your reaction the first time that you that you, i heard someone you, use that as like blame yeah um
1: i again i just was like so i was so confused because i was like you know Hears me like this little like wimpy kid I was like wait he thinks I can start tornadoes like (laughs) oh that's kind of neat like I was like oh all right you know um, truthfully it's kind of interesting because uh, gay people and disenfranchised people are usually you know and, and especially right now people in the trans community are super vulnerable to being attacked and to being so I guess the way that I looked at it was like anything that I can do that puts fear in Pat Robertson's heart is fine with me if he's if he's sitting there quaking in his boots because i'm he thinks that i'm starting typhoons then that's fine i don't i don't have any problem with that i will just
0: to close on this though i will say one thing pat robertson i'm always fascinated when someone like looks like they could die in the next 45 seconds yeah (laughs) and he's got that like yellowish color and just the skin tone He looks like, and he's been, but he's looked like that for about three years. And I got to give him credit for hanging on. I don't know what he's doing, but. Can I just tell you a really funny story? When I was a kid, before getting ready for school, I would put on the TV
1: and I would just watch 20 minutes of something before I had to go out and get the bus or my mom would take me to school. And um, the 700 Club, I didn't know that the 700 Club was a religious show like I always thought the long 20 minutes like I would catch the 20 minutes when they were doing a cooking demonstration (laughs) or they because it was it was like a three-hour show every day so like I would always you know they would talk to they would have like animals on and so for the longest time it was one of my favorite shows because I was only ever watching like 20 minutes of it and then one day I'm like flipping through the news as like a high schooler And they're like, oh, I'm the 700 Club today. Pai Bikin said that all gays are going to burn in hell. And I was like, what? Like, it was literally like completely bowled me over. Had no clue that the show was. But that happened to me a couple times. I was also once very into this artist and his album and had no clue that he was a Christian artist. (laughs) <laughs> I like he was singing about love and devotion. I was like, oh, these, these these slap like these are some bops. No idea until I went to buy tickets to his concert. And it oh was in, like some sort of like like wilderness Christian retreat. And I almost still went because I maintain that those songs slap like I will not back down. They were great songs. But yeah, I have a history of being completely unaware of the fact that I'm surrounded by Christian extremists. Um, like it's it's really going to get me in trouble one day. Um, well, I
0: know you want to I know you wanted to talk about Bill and Ted. Bill, yes. and Ted, as far as I could tell, are not Christian extremists. They and could they're be. not. They're not no, responsible for the pandemic. But maybe you could
1: tell me otherwise. So we sometimes talk about heavy things on this podcast. So I was like, let's throw in something that just makes me happy. So I finally this week, it's been out for, I think, two weeks now. But I finally this week got to watch the third part of what I guess is the Bill and Tred- Ted trilogy now, which is Bill and Ted Face the Music. Um, one of my favorite movies of all time is Bill and Ted's ex There is a quick problematic moment where they hug each other, take a step back and go, Fag. Um, which Fags. I forgot about until I went back and watched the movie recently. I was like, Oh, ooh. Ah yeah. Um and I was like fucking bill you're wearing a half shirt like come on like you two <laughs> you two are five steps away from a very different kind of movie um but uh but you know whatever it's the 80s like i'm not one of those people i am kind of like the yeah, i get it um and then there's bill and ted's bogus journey featuring what i consider to be one of the greatest performances of all time and william sadler is death and this is the third entry into that where bill and ted uh are now um in almost 50 and they have two daughters who are kind of, who are named after each other um, after like Bill's daughters named after Ted and Ted's the uh, daughters named after Bill. And they haven't sort of achieved their potential and written the song they're supposed to write. And it's, it's uh, I, I recommend it. I will say that like, The whole thing about Bill and Ted was that they were like, it's very hard to make this movie and not have it be sad because the whole point of Bill and Ted is that they were these like dumb kids and because they were younger, it was very endearing. And even in the second movie where they're kind of in like their early 20s, it's still endearing. But now that they're like 48 years old and they're still doing Bill and Ted, it's just there's an element of it that is. That being said, Alex Winter, r- right now, take me right now, like I'm game. Like really? Let's
0: go.
1: Oh, he
0: he looks I, good. I, like
1: he looks so good. And also, I tend to love anybody who was a child star and didn't become addicted to heroin. Like I find it so impressive <laughs> if you were if you were famous in the '80s and you're still alive. Like kudos to you. Um, Wait, so he but, was like, also
0: was he also in the, um, Lost, the Lost Boys?
1: Boys? Oh, here's the thing. We've talked on this show multiple times about things that turned Kevin gay. Um, A late entry in that series, because I didn't see it until I was much older, was The Lost Boys. How any of you during that time period watched that movie and didn't at least consider bisexuality is beyond me. Because it was the hottest. I'm like... Like, I remember like an hour in being like, wait, so this isn't gay porn? Like, I was so confused. I was like, wait, they're all wearing eyeliner.
0: Like, wait, so they're so just so obviously everyone that I know when they're talking about these those kind of moments in a movie, they always point to Rocky three with uh, with Apollo and Rocky Rocky jumping, jumping in the waves together after the after uh, Stallone outsprints him. And they both have the shortest shorts on. You can imagine the tightest tank top recording. I got to stop.
1: I got to go. You have no idea. Sylvester Stallone, like <laughs> young Sylvester Stallone is, uh, oh my God. Like, But so like, are
0: there any moments in this one where there are any kind of like homoerotic? No, so overtones? this like,
1: no, no, actually, I would say there's definitely like, th- these movies tended to, one of the things I love about the Bill and Ted movies is that they are a love story between Bill and Ted, but there's none of that. It's literally just about these two guys who just unapologetically just adore each other and what i think is so great is like in the three movies like they've kept them like they've kept that and i think part of it is that like keanu tends to be the one celebrity everyone agrees is actually a really nice guy like nobody's ever had a problem with keanu reeves and alex winter seemed to be like a really nice guy um and it's it's very much in the spirit of the other movies it's a very it's it's silly and goofy and um and and a shocking I I think one of the craziest things about it is that like the guy who played Ke- uh Kiana Reeves's dad who was already very old in the original movie is still alive and in this movie like oh, it's wow. just it's crazy and the girls who play their daughters are I think a good choice although the lead the girl who plays uh Bill's daughter was in Ready or Not and she looks so much like Margot Robbie it's
0: distracting. Like, she's such a doppelganger for her. It is, it's kind of bizarre. Um, To me, what's strange about this movie is now Keanu's making this, whatever you said it was, 20 years, 20 years after the last one. Um, Yeah. And, you know, that's a move that you'd expect, like, from, like, some like a rob schneider or someone been. you know what i mean like remade yeah. like a movie 25 years ago that was popular and he's got nothing else he's had Keanu's had like one of the weirdest oh, careers yeah. well he's like he can just keep making those
1: john wick movies and he'll be re- like he'll bank millions of dollars every time he makes one i think that one of the reasons this movie is so special to me and i think one of the reasons uh they've made th- that they agreed to all come back and do this is that if you if you read interviews with them they all loved doing these movies you can kind of tell that they love doing the movies you can tell that the two of them really love each other and 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 like working together um and they're and they have a good message like uh the only i got very choked up because obviously george carlin was a big part of the first two movies right and there's a really beautiful kind of like nod to him i was kind of wondering how they were going to deal with that and there's a really lovely sort of acknowledgement of him in the movie. Um, It's just a really beautiful, uh, you know, I always say that I'm the most ridiculous person because there's a scene in the first movie where they go to the future, which because it's the eighties, their version of the future looks like a, like a white snake video. (laughs) Um, And everybody does. And it's supposed to be this future where Bill and Ted have become like prophets And they start to basically do air guitar and everybody in the future stands up and like does air guitar and this ridiculous eighties song plays. And it's this, it's this moment that like shouldn't be that moving. It's kind of hokey, but everybody is so committed to it. And I think that's also the secret of these movies is that like everybody in them is just a hundred percent. I mean, like in the first movie they, they assemble like, Uh, like abraham lincoln and genghis khan and it's just so crazy but i think if you like need a movie where you're like there's so many movies out right now that are fine um this one is just like so sweet and you can go back and watch the other two movies if you
0: hadn't they play they play twister with death
1: um like it's (laughs) just fantastic i want
0: to say one thing before we move on to the next day firstly you are um pretty young when you get to be older you are going to be so sentimental about stuff like you're going to start uh, crying if you see like a charmin commercial from your youth i, I think i think that's a guarantee that's um, already happening <laughs> Well, what,
1: ha- what does that for you? What do you watch or see or listen to that gets you, like, choked up
0: over sentiment? Is there something where you're, it's like, just by really, the nostalgia? No, there's not really. I don't know. Once in a while, I guess. I did get sentimental about something recently, but I can't remember what it was. When ah. you look at, like, photos of your kids when they were younger, does that do it? Does that No, play? not really. <laughs> maybe when I had a nice head of hair, maybe that did it. All right. I want to move on to... Uh, a group you know the the'll transition with the be excellent to each other, which I think was the bill and Ted catchphrase the party um, on dudes and there's this is a group of people not being excellent to each other, but okay. I also want to use this as a transition. I have a revolutionary concept that I want to share with you so the the group that was not too good was there was the opening of the NFL it was the Kansas City chief Chiefs and the Houston Texans, which is maybe one of the least imaginative uh, names of the sports <laughs> franchise but um <laughs> anyway, before the game, obviously, all the controversy that's gone on for four plus years in the NFL, the players simply linked arms before the game. And they did have some fans live there at the event and they some of them started booing. Now, who knows how many, but it was audible. You could hear it. And, you know, this this idea that even that simple of a gesture uh, caused the fans to boo them is just unbelievable to me i guess it's not unbelievable but jesus christ you can't do anything so this leads to what my idea is all right so i so we often talk about you know the two americas so my idea in separating america has to do with uh with entertainment of any kind because you know obviously entertainment plays such a big part in all of our lives so here's what i'm suggesting if you're in a blue state get all the people together in the blue States that want to be in the blue States, all the people that want to be in the red States. The only kind of entertainment you can consume is from a, a a entertainer or athlete who is like-minded to you. So if you live in a blue state, you know, you can listen to Springsteen and, you know, watch the NBA and stuff like that. But if you live in a red state, like, when you go to the movies, it has to be a movie with just, like, Stephen Baldwin and, like, Dean Cain in it. Or you have to, like, watch
1: Kelsey Grammer do TED Talks. Exactly. Um, or,
0: you know, music, you can listen to, like, you know, Lee Greenwood and also Lee Greenwood, I guess. Um, but, like, Travis Tritt and Meat Loaf. So I want to separate the countries. Not, you know, not making it about guns, but just entertainment. And the only thing you can consume. So So the NFL for... Uh, The red States would just be like a bunch of really slow white dudes uh, playing football. So that's, that's my basic concept. Well, I think
1: we talked about this as a category. Like that's why I thought the NASCAR thing was such a big deal. I was like, imagine NASCAR like coming. I mean, it should be an easy thing to say, but imagine NASCAR being like, we are anti-racist. Like we are like taking those steps. I'm like, Wow, you're literally giving these people nothing to root for. Like you're taking everything from them. Like everything they hold dear is being like taken away from them. And I'm sure there's going to be some obnoxious New York Times article about like, you know, by like by not letting them have their, you know, things that they love be racist, you're just driving them into Trump's arms.
0: And it's just uh, it's infuriating. So that's so I just want to pair that. And and I think we I think I'm gonna keep Tuesday a short one, but I want to pay our, I think we have to build sort of a to-do list. So the one, or so one is um, separated. So Kid t- Rock. Two countries separated, um, and you only get the entertainment by artists who are like-minded to yours. So you're going to get a lot of like James Woods movies in the red state, but only new ones. But and here's then- the thing I think we're
1: underestimating like really quickly,
0: because I've thought the same thing that
1: you've thought. I think we are underestimating how many of these people, are like crazy religious, we're talking about religious like fundamentalists who like, like, I, every time I sort of wander off on social media into some darker places, it's crazy to me how many of those people, all they do is consume, like they they really do go out of their way not to consume any like culture or anything because they don't want to be, like I think we all assume like, ah ha ha, jokes on you, like we get all the movies and the music and the whatever. I'm wondering how much they care and also is that just radicalizing them even further because,
0: well, well, because they're in their own little cultural bubble. Well, two things. One, um, despite my efforts, it's probably not going to happen anyway. So I guess we don't have to worry about that too much, but I'll tell you though, you know what happens sometimes you'll see a clip of a bunch of white kids who are either in college or high school and there's, they're like saying and doing racist stuff, but stuff, but they're also oftentimes listening to like rap music, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so I don't know, but, so the other idea, so be after we be, along with, and we just have to work out the timeline of this with splitting the two countries, uh, we still have to revisit our idea of the victory over Italy uh, day. Victory over Italy. That we yep. want to add to the victory over Japan day. So we have a lot of stuff to do. We just got to start planning it. Cause it's not going to be, I don't know what would be easier to, to um to form two countries or to uh battle it out with all the italians in rhode island who will be so upset I mean, about we'll VOI day. the
1: first one so we'll, i think it's safe to say we'll never get to the second one so which one's more probably... dangerous
0: the voi day or the i think oh, the The redneck sure.
1: you, you and i can take every guido on federal hill i think <laughs> that's that's
0: I just think that the the red states act like they would want to be their own country where you could just walk around with guns all the time. And I I don't know. The only problem is like we
1: would there's no way to like
0: we this is what we had
1: the Civil War over. Like there's no way they would also just be like and you guys just do your own thing, by the way. Yeah, it's not going to happen. And it's also I don't think I always feel bad when we bash red states because the, the, the other thing is that in every red state like Georgia is a red state, but Atlanta is one of our best cities in the country and and one of our most progressive cities. So the problem with kind of writing off red states is that you're also writing off some of our best, you know, and people who like, or you look at Austin and Texas, like those are super progressive people. They just happen to be, you know, otherwise surrounded by kooks and crazies. So Um, it's really, you know, it's very, it's very, although I don't know if you saw, and this is not one of our topics very quickly before, but we can kind of use this as a jumping pad to Wednesday. Um, it looks as though Texas is in play. Um, I kind of can't believe it because I've been very doubtful of polls. I lived through 2016 with the rest of you, but like, there's yet to be a poll where it doesn't look like Texas is in play in terms of presidential election um i i I believe
0: that in the future like when my kids are older texas could end up being a reliably blue state but i think right now with all the suppression that's going on like i said i will believe it when i see it you know yeah i so
1: that brings us to since we're talking about presidential election presidential so uh this week um you know we talked we have these big We have these big moments that really should change everything and don't, but that do kind of stop everybody in their tracks. And this week, it's almost so on the nose, you can't even believe it. You can't believe that Bob Woodward's tapes is a phrase we're using about this presidency. Um, Donald Trump spoke for 10 hours to Bob Woodward for Bob Woodward's new book called Rage. Now, I just want to point out, Bob Woodward has already written a tell-all book about Donald Trump. Why Donald Trump would like forget about what came out as a result of these interviews. The fact that this president is so fucking stupid that he would sit and talk to Bob Woodward about anything is so insane. I don't know why he didn't call Bernstein up and just go golfing with the two of them. I mean, like it's like it's absolutely bizarre. So while he was talking to Bob Woodward, he admitted that he knew the coronavirus was, incre- and this was before. Uh, Long before we were in the state that we're in now, he knew it was highly addictive, not addictive, but highly contagious. Uh, He knew that it was way worse than the flu, which contradicts pretty much everything he has said publicly ever since. Um, And he admitted that he was going to play the whole thing down now. So that comes out on tape. Everybody loses their minds, understandably. Um, the White House tries at first, it's just Bob Woodward reporting that it's in a book. So the white the White House stupidly tries to say he never said that Bob Woodward goes, he didn't cool. I have the tapes again, why you would assume Bob Woodward didn't have tapes is insane. So Bob Woodward's like, here it is. He said it. So then they have to come back and say, well, no. So, yeah, he did say it. Oh, just a quick thing that everybody's glossing over. He also, in those interviews, told Bob Woodward that we've been building up a secret nuclear weapons system that nobody knew about and no one was supposed to know about. And he pretty much just triggered a nuclear arms race with China and Russia. And when people were asked about him saying that, their response was literally, oh, he wasn't supposed to talk about that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So now it's in the book. Um, that's getting glossed over. Oh, also in the book, and just because a lot of this is getting buried in, in response, also in the book, apparently, when we were all freaking out about North Korea, a couple years ago, we should have been freaking out a lot more, because General Mattis was sleeping in his clothes, and going to the National Cathedral every day to pray. Wow. Uh, so, like, we were way closer to a full-on nuclear uh, conflict than we, than we knew we were. So all of this stuff is in the book. Then you have the fact that Bob Woodward's kind of a fucking asshole, pardon my French, for having all of this information and being like, but I'm, but I'm not going to say anything until the book comes out. Like, wow, what a dickhead you are. Uh, what a
0: dickhead. Um, well, I'll but, tell you, yeah, the, thing, so- the, the thing that struck me, and I'm just so, obviously, you know, you know that, you know, they're going to come on and... <laughs> do a full court press about you know what he really meant he didn't want to panic people and all that bullshit but it was really funny to me in listening to the, the audio tapes of their conversation that Bob Woodward literally could not get a full sentence in like he would start to say three words and Trump would just start talking over him the whole time um, I just thought that was I don't know why that made me laugh so hard it was just like he couldn't my wait to, is, he he couldn't he wait to this, talk but to but him
1: my favorite is he goes he recently said um, yeah, I mean, I uh, the president said, you know, I heard of Bob Woodward. Um, I didn't know too much about him, but and it was like, OK, so you didn't really know who this guy was, according to you. How ironic that you didn't know half the team that took down Nixon. And also, do you make it a habit to speak for 10 hours to somebody who you don't know that well? Like, it's just absolutely insane. My question to you is the age old question. Do you think see, what do you think is going to move the needle more? The fact that if anything, the fact that he um, admitted that he knew this was worse than he said it was and then went on a campaign tour where he told people not to wear masks or the fact that we have credible information that he called dead soldiers,
0: losers and suckers. Which one seem would do you think might move the needle more? Well, the losers and suckers thing, there's no tape on it. So they're just in full denial mode that it ever happened. The other the the the. Um... The Woodward thing, which a lot of it, you know, obviously there's the nuclear stuff, but it's more focused on the pandemic. You know, just this week, Trump had a rally in wherever it was, North Carolina or something, and none of the people had masks on. I don't you really have to study the psychology of being in a cult to find out. And it's just it's hard to put yourself in that kind of headspace. You know, I mean, it's almost like saying, like, if you were an Obama supporter, what would he have had to do? to uh to lose your support and it's a hard question to answer but people i i i will say again what i've said a million times for me the most disgraceful thing about trump is it has given people who are ignorant literally a license and a catchphrase to maintain their ignorance and be proud of it so anything you say to me kevin i don't care say it and i'll just go fake news fake news and then you you have to restrain yourself from not murdering them That's like, that's basically going to be, you know, our, you know, that's what we're living with now, period, going forward, because everyone who's ignorant is just going to say fake news. And there's kind of like no answer to that. I don't I don't know how you argue the term fake news, you know you can't you can't but speaking of uh
1: things that are fake well not really because these are all real but so I'm not, as you can see Brett's better at segues than me um moving away from politics to something lighter that I can't believe Brett wanted to talk about this week as opposed to any other week and it's better on uh Brett wanted to talk about Cameo the app where you can book celebrities to leave personal messages for you um for money you pay money and they will Uh, it doesn't have to be for you it can be for a loved one a lot of times it's for a loved one and they can wish them a happy anniversary happy birthday Um, I got one for my birthday Uh, who did you get for your birthday Uh, so my uh, amazing boyfriend Adam got me two different drag queens who have been on RuPaul's Drag Race um, (laughs) got them to send me personalized messages I really think it was more for him than me because he gets such a kick out of this like I uh, like he giggled the entire time and made me watch it like 20 times because they have to follow a, a script. So it's not I mean, some of them, some of them are a little more fun and they kind of improvise a little more but like, for the most part, they're following a script where it's like, hey, Kevin, I heard you're having a birthday good for you thanks for being a
0: fan like it's just it's like that um well can I tell you I'll I'll tell you why I wanted to talk about this obviously it's been around for a while I wanted to share about it because I'm obsessed with it not that I've ever ordered one but here's what I'm obsessed about one is I always like to see which celebrity is doing it and then I'm always just dying to know what their price tag is because I'm always you know you always like you always try to put yourself in the shoes of a famous person And so as I'm looking at it now that the person I found that was the cheapest, the lowest and there might have been someone lower, but this was I saw one for twenty five dollars that you could get this person to do a cameo recording for you. And obviously technology has made all this possible now because everyone has a phone. Um, This guy's name was I'd never heard of him. His name is Evan Breen. He's an Instagram comedian. I mean, you could say that you're an Instagram comedian. I don't know what. I thought I was an Instagram comedian. I, am <laughs> the, I not? The most Instagram expensive comedian? ones I've seen. I saw um, Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao, the boxers. Uh, guess how much do you think a cameo from them would cost? Oh, see, this is my what somebody charges on
1: cameo is my favorite game. Really? I really? All
0: right. Let's what do you think? Um, Manny Pacquiao. Both. They're both charging the same.
1: Is it five hundred? A thousand dollars. Oh my God. So
0: here's the other like 30 second it, spots. Here's the other now. Now, Floyd Mayweather has made about $800 million in his boxing career. So that's really sure. Now, here's the, the other extreme. Uh, if I asked you to name a famous Rhode Island athlete uh, who embodies kind of the Vinny whole Paz Rhode Island are you talking about Vinny Paz? Vinny Paz is on Cameo. How much do you think? 40 it, bucks. Oh, 40 f- bucks. 50 bucks. Oh, I was so close. So there, was some, was so... so there were some celebrities on there that were new that I hadn't seen before. So Flavor Flav is on there who I had seen before. Oh, um, see,
1: I thought Flavor Flav was dead. I've been thinking that Flavor <laughs> Flav has died so many No, no, times. he's alive and, and he will years.
0: do a cameo for you. And, he, um, and you Flavor know, Flav! You know he's oh, going mean to end that. it with boy. So Flavor Flav and Lance Bass um, from sync, Is that how you pronounce his last name? Yeah. I'm so bad. Yep. All right. So who do you think would cost more? Flavor Flav or Lance Bass? I bet Bass? Lance
1: Bass because Insync fans are crazy. I bet Lance Bass.
0: It's unbelievable. 250 bucks for Flavor Flav and $249 for
1: Lance Bass. So he underbid him by $1 so that if you were on the fence, you, you went would with go Lance with Lance Bass. Now, I told you this. I hinted at this. But do you know who the most successful celebrity on Cameo is? Who? gilbert Gottfried, why gilbert Gottfried is the most successful so they talked to him he actually he's a really smart guy and one of the economic podcasts i talked to did a thing on cameo and they spoke with him and they said how is it that you think you're so successful and what he said was it's all about as a celebrity being willing to admit what your actual price should be so like the thing about gilbert Gottfried is he's not that exp- i don't know how much he is but he doesn't charge that much but if you think about it like who better to get a 30 second message from than Gilbert Gott? you know what I mean? Like how like Gilbert, there's a, there's a video this week of somebody having Gilbert Gottfried read the lyrics to WAP. I um, saw that. That was really funny. And it's, I'm like, and he's, and he kind of says, he's like, look, I'm not a big celebrity. So like, I, I have no pride in terms of like pretending like I should be worth more than I am. So his price is kind of low and he makes up in quantity so, you know, if you, obviously, if you're able to charge $1,000 and people will pay that, that's great. But, like, if you're willing to keep your price low and do, like, 40 of these every three days, you will make more money. And he was saying that, like, during the pandemic, he has supported himself strictly doing Cameo.
0: I mean, that to me goes back to, like, uh, like a Comic-Con or... Even worse, like a wrestling convention where people are signing autographs and it's just, but this is so much easier. I just wanted to, before we move on, I just wanted to share. So I said, Vinny Paz is in the $50 range. I wanted to share two other people that are also in the $50 club. So one is uh, Danny Bonaducci, who I, I kind of thought was dead. I think so- that's a steal. I would, I would pay that for Danny Bonaduce. You think Bonaduce? Bonaduce- <laughs> was dead. I thought he was dead. So you thought Flavor Flav was dead? And you know I what? Bonaduce- I also thought
1: Danny Bonaduce was dead. We're we're in agreement. We need to at one point instead of doing this regular episode, we need to play my favorite game, which is "Are They Dead?" Where I like to oh. give you a celebrity and you tell me if you think they're dead. Because I'm terrible at this. I think maybe everybody's
0: dead. all right. Maybe on Saturdays we'll change Saturdays into something to, more like are they that. Dead? So. And then we'll the other
1: person, a celebrity and try to trick the other
0: one. The other, the other $50 person was uh, Chris Hansen, the guy who did the catch to catch. Oh, the to predator. catch the predator. No, that's genius because and, that's a genius one. because he they'll just tagline stellar. you,
1: you know, if you want to bust on your friend or something like that,
0: you know, he'll use like, the, to I catch would make predator. him, but
1: the thing is you have to have the whole thing. Like you have to have it starting out where he's in a kitchen and there's a glass of orange juice on the table. <laughs> and he's like, hi, Brett. I heard you were looking for someone. Can you oh, tell me what you're doing? Like you need him to do it. see,
0: isn't he a, considered a journalist? Like isn't there some sort uh, of no, I don't know. He also really. he also had a, had got arrested for like tax evasion or something. So uh... Chris Hansen meets the cheddar. So um, maybe down the road though, you can hire them to do a little promo for your business. And we're gonna, put our, gonna we're hire, gonna put our heads in I'm our walls. I'm gonna hire Gilbert Godfrey to
1: to read my Brett Davie fanfic. No, I'm it's gonna... not even.
0: We gonna we're gonna get we're gonna put our heads in our walls together and find the perfect celebrity to do a promo for our for our podcast. All right. All right. All right. right. So we still have Friday and Saturday. Um, So maybe we'll try to blast through them. uh, So go ahead. You got Friday. Go ahead. There were some local elections that happened last week. Yes, I'm super excited. And we can actually blast through this
1: one really quick. So progressives in Rhode Island did amazing uh, on the primaries. They they unseated some incumbents. Um, You know, as many of you who live in Rhode Island know, and it's probably like this in other parts of the country, uh, we have a lot of. In giant quotation marks, Democrats who aren't really Democrats, um, and it's been the goal of a lot of progressives to kind of get these people out and get actual what should be real Democrats in there, so that we don't even have to say progressives. Um, and we just had a really, really great. Unfortunately, um, I was I was uh, uh, really pulling for my friend Dylan. Um, he did not uh, win his race, but even in the races that weren't won, you saw these races which are i mean everybody knows like primary races especially you know like usually it's the incumbent gets it and you move on and a lot of these incumbents either lost their seat or they were really given a run for their money and i think that if it weren't for a pandemic and if it weren't for extenuating circumstances you would have seen even more of these progressives um take these seats so i'm very excited because this this is where you see a difference when you start to shift local politics, that's where you start to see real change happen because, you know, you can have whatever president you want in the White House, and God knows we don't want this president anymore, but you have to win state legislatures, you have to win governor's offices, you have to, like, That's where you actually see things start to shift. So I'm very excited if only because, yes, we got a bunch of new people in different seats around the state. But what it also does is it sends a message to people who did hold on to their seats or who may be up for future election that if you're going to call yourself a liberal and a Democrat, you need to start acting like it because it's not a given that you're just going to be able to keep your seat over and over again.
0: Yeah, what's crazy in a state like ours in a primary is sometimes how few votes that you need to win. So a friend of mine ran for city council in Cranston and there were four um, candidates and the top three were going to move on to the general election. And so after the, um, the, after the ballots were counted on Tuesday, he was in fourth place. And, but there was only like a difference between fourth and second place was only like 35 votes. Yeah. And then after they counted all the mail ballots, he ended up in second place. Oh, there's
1: a woman in Pawtucket who I think it was three votes. I think she would have won, but for three votes. Yeah. So So, I'm I'm um, with,
0: I'm with you. I think that sometimes it's frustrating in Rhode Island because, you know, you go to the ballot and you're going to vote for, uh, if you're going to vote for president, you know, what the state's going to do. You know, if you're going to vote for, um, you know, the U S Senate, you know, white house and are there until they drop dead Um, Cicilline and, and Langevin, unless they eventually have to face each other because of the census, so there's no drama, but it is the local, the local races can get you excited because you can get people in, like you mentioned, who might uh, better reflect your mindset. So I'm 100% in agreement. That's uh, awesome. And bringing it around to Saturday, which
1: is our grab bag day, where we get to talk about whatever we want. And usually I make Brett talk about stupid stuff um, or things that hopefully make him blush, although I've yet to succeed in that because he has seen it all. Um, he, because he wanted to talk about Cameo. I wanted to talk about OnlyFans, which is basically cameo for porn. Uh, Well, not really. It's for sex workers, for sex workers uh, of all kinds. Brett, how familiar with you with OnlyFans when I suggested talking about it? Did you know Um, what it was? I did
0: after I Googled it. (laughs) I thought it was, I thought that I knew there was some element to it like that. But I also thought, I thought it was for celebrities too. I thought, but I guess not.
1: No, um the, actually the big one of the reasons it is kind of topical is that recently Bella Thorne, who is kind of a like D-list celebrity, but she's people, you know, she's not nobody. She got on OnlyFans um and caused a big stir because she got on OnlyFans. She said she was going to post a naked photo. All of these people signed up for her OnlyFans and she didn't post a naked photo. And then they and the interesting thing about OnlyFans is if you do that, people are entitled to a refund. If you promise something and you don't deliver they're entitled to entire refund. And she basically broke OnlyFans because they weren't prepared to issue that many refunds all at once. Um, so they made all these new rules. All the, the, the sex workers on OnlyFans were super upset with her. Um, my big question to you, and I don't say this judging sex work at all, not one bit. Um, I cannot for the life of me imagine like paying for this when it, so much of that type of stuff is free.
0: Uh, I'm, I, yeah, I'm a hundred percent with you. I don't. So can you ask them to do something like as part of your.
1: Uh... Uh, no, it's not. I don't think so. I think they kind of.
0: It's not like a, like a camera worker. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: I. I mean, I think some of them do that, but it's not necessarily the point of the site. It really is like, you know, like we have Patreon for my theater and it like, you know, where you just give us money because you like us and you support us. And then we give you bonus content. And it's really kind of just like that. I don't, I, the
0: thing is this, if it's just that, like, firstly, how many people, like you see attractive people all the time and you might say to yourself, like, wow, that person's pretty hot, but would you pay them just to see them with no clothes on? Like, I don't even go into a strip see, But joint, I feel
1: like I'm a bad, I feel like I'm a bad
0: uh, <laughs> I would like, person like to see- ask
1: that because, I'm very much like, like, I'm the guy with no imagination. So like, you know, we would like, we, like, I would go to Rocky point and they would take me in the haunted house. And I'd be like, no, that none of this is real. None of this is really haunted. Like I was so, I had no, so like, so just looking at people naked, like it does nothing
0: for me. No, it I'm doesn't the same do same for la- me. Like the last time I went to a strip joint was probably over 25 years ago and it was for a bachelor party. And I was just bored out of my skull. I didn't really get the idea of it um so yeah i'm down for that i uh now see here's the only
1: thing i'll say is that when OnlyFans first came around i
0: remember the big thing
1: about it being that like you would find out that somebody that you were friends with was on it and doing it and so it was kind of like this thing of like oh this person that you see in everyday life that you might find attractive like you want to see them naked but even then it didn't really make sense to me because i'm like okay so i pay 10 bucks i see them naked and then i unsubscribe like i don't need to see them naked for the rest of my life. Like, you <laughs> Wait, know, so what is it, what does it cost to, uh, to like, I, so I guess different. it depends you on how, can, good, you know, they, everybody has rates. It's like, you can pay $10 a month, you can pay $20 a month. And then like, it's actually the reason it really is work for these people is that like, they have to create content for like the $10 a month people. And then they have to create other content for like the $20 a month people and the $30, like, and so they're generating all of this content. Um, and, and so for many of them, like it really is work. Um, but it, yeah, I can't. Uh, and I think, I, I think especially I did notice that when the economy really took a hit and all these people were put out of work, I did notice that people stopped being shy about the fact that they were on OnlyFans. Like, it used to be this thing where you would whisper and be like, ooh, so-and-so's on OnlyFans. And you actually saw people just putting it in their Instagram, like, handle. Like, oh, here's my OnlyFans if you want to watch it. I actually tried to get one of my – I was joking that I was going to set Brett up on OnlyFans in, like, the DILF category. Um, but I actually, I actually tried – One of my friends, who's a guy, straight guy, very handsome, was, is actually, like, kind of financially struggling. And I was like, you know, dude, like, you really would do well, I think, like, I, I th- there's, <laughs> as you can imagine, there are not a ton of straight men on there. Um, it's really pretty much like gays and women. So I was like, yeah, I, like, I think, and you figure, if you're charging 10 bucks a month, even if you get 20 people, like, that's nothing to, that's nothing to sneeze
0: at. There's not, I just, I don't even know what would you do after a while? It seems like you, are there any people on there who are just really not attractive?
1: Oh, I'm sure. But I think the way to think about it is that it's basically X-rated Instagram. Like, it's not so much like you have to like perform whole movies. It's like, from what I can, I don't subscribe to any, but I definitely have seen the Twitters where like they do like teasers of their OnlyFans. Yeah. And it's basically like, you know, oop, just got out of the shower. Let me take a pic. like it's a lot of that kind of stuff. So it's what do you not- think
0: about what what do you think about a service where like just I, I know that a lot of people do this because they they'll do things like that because they find it like soothing sometimes like you'll read about like someone who has a, a webcam and people pay like to watch them eat or whatever, you know. But I wonder, like, you know, like there's that lady. I, I don't know what her name is. She's African American. She's probably in her 50s. And she has like the most soothing voice. And in the last like six months, she's become very, very young. Oh, like ASMR. I, I don't I don't know what I don't know what the lady's name is, but to just like you would pay her to have her like talk to you for like 15 minutes. Like I think Oh, I'm sure people do that.
1: If you go on the thing is what I think is interesting about OnlyFans is that it's now branched out to the point where like You know, some of it has gone in the realm of like fetish. And so you don't necessarily even have people putting up nude photos or like doing anything that would even get you fired from work, but they're just sort of fulfilling. a. And I feel like it's going to I feel like it's eventually going to become super normal to the point where people are just going to be using it as a service like, you know, for something like this, like, oh, I think Brett's really funny. I just think he's a cool guy. And like, I would love it if he, you know, like if he, if I would love to just see a video of him every day, just talking about something like, I think it's going to go down that road. Eventually. So who would
0: be the one, if you had to pick one person that every day you could, it could be uh, a celebrity, a politician, whatever, that you would get like a 90 second message from 365 days a year. Uh, who would that would it be? Would it would be
1: to be? me specifically? Like, would yes. they be talking to me? you would be like, um, you know, I already... Here. I already kind of have this on, on Instagram because I really feel like he is talking to me. The rock. It's the rock. I would do the rock. (laughs) Let me tell you, because here's why it works on so many levels. He could motivate me to work out. Why? I could also use the same videos for other purposes. Um, Oh, like he's just, he fits so many different He Like he is both like inspiring, scary, intimidating. Like if like, I got a personalized rock message every day. Like, First of all, I would never be in better shape because if you think I'm not working out if the rock tells me to, you're sadly mistaken. Um, like yeah, it would probably be the rock. And and here's the thing, if it couldn't be the rock, I would go in a hundred and eighty degree difference and pick like Barack Obama. Like just every day being like, Kevin, Kevin, yep.
0: <laughs> he's you like Kevin, I heard you're gonna be, be having day. your victory over. Can you imagine Barack Barack Obama
1: like telling you like you didn't do your best today, did you? Like I'd be like, no, I didn't. I'm sorry. Oh like, my god! I, so
0: you think that you think you'd have a generally disappointed tone? See, I think that I feel like one, I would
1: disappoint Barack President Barack Obama. Every yeah, day. what do you I do? feel like. The only reason I wouldn't pick Michelle is because I, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle disappointing <laughs> Michelle. I feel well, like I could live with disappointing Barack, but I could not handle disappointing. Well, Michelle. a while back we were it.
0: talking about The Rock and you had said, and I, I've thought about this too, and other people have too, about, you know, The Rock potentially running for governor or president someday. The only thing about The Rock, and I love The Rock too, is that he never, I've never heard him take a stand on anything. Like he kind of did a very like, uh, Well, I'm pattern, very, like, yeah you know i'm uh, very worried about the fact that
1: like um i would not be surprised if perhaps his politics veer more towards the conservative side um or at least toward
0: the middle i'm sure
1: i think he's much more to the middle i think he's probably like one of those old time i mean arnold schwarzenegger is a republican but like not really sort of yeah not really um i mean at this point it's like we're (laughs) (laughs) like we'll take anything it's like oh moderate republic cool dig up reagan like throw him back in the mix but like uh you know i'm just kidding reagan was a fucking asshole he was awful yeah um, he was terrible but you know what i mean like i think the rock is probably moderate um but i think i think that's we're gonna see a return to that kind of form but here's the thing like all these trump uh you know boogaloo boys like who would they worship who would they want to worship more than a former professional wrestler, you know, who's like walking around, who's got his own fitness gear, being like yeah. be like, like, guys, be cool, be cool.
0: Immigration's fine. Like I yeah, think but they'll turn on if they're gonna if they're gonna start booing football players, they'll turn on on anyone. Yeah, but I think if rock, rock
1: will snap them in half. Like this is what the his heart. I think his heart will boo explode the rock. soon.
0: So the question will be the, who's gonna live longer, flavor, flavor or the rock? I do worry about the rock's heart exploding, but I think I would see, see I worry about flavor flavor just because, <laughs> hello, obviously. Flavor Flavor is just like, he's hes just like
1: this little, he's never going to die. He's just like this The fact that I re- thought he died seven times and you're
0: telling me he's still alive- He's still alive. It just shows you that, yeah. He got, into so, a, so. he got into a beef with the the rest of the group, too. So I think I would choose, and we can close on this, but I, I want to choose, I think I would choose AOC as the person to give me like a 90-second pep talk every day. Oh, that's a good one. And that's I think I, I just, I have friends who are- I've been, we've been having this thing going round and round with friends of mine who are like, Biden has dementia. And then I have other friends who hate Trump and they're like, Trump has dementia. Now, like they may have some issues. Trump's definitely got some cognitive issues. You can do a super cut of anyone sounding like they're losing their mind. But, um, but I, I've had friends who like with AOC, they're like, I can't stand her in her voice. You know, it's all these like New York yeah. assholes. That, and And I'm like, I just could listen to her all day long. I love oh, when she too. puts, you know, what with warrant, really same thing Was, when people
1: say, like, oh, you know, Trump or Biden. I'm like, are you guys, have you never met really old people? Like, we keep discounting <laughs> the fact that, like, those two men are very old. Like, so when people like they have dementia, I'm like, um, you, it, it's not dementia. It's just they're old. Like Yeah, I mean, I, if you,
0: if you, as, as much as, you know, Trump and Biden both. If you hear them interviewed off the cuff, I mean, you know, Trump is just he's the king of the catchphrase, but they can have a discussion like that. They don't have dementia. But and, this but is I... The, and I will never give the
1: benefit of the doubt to this asshole normally. But what I'll say, because I have to give the same benefit of the doubt to Biden is like any time. And this has happened a couple of times in history where like the po- a politician forgot. who. I think this happened to Klobuchar, too, where she forgot who the president of Mexico was. And some of her other opponents even chimed in and were like, guys, you can't possibly expect us to have all this information at our fingertips and never forget any of it. And, you know, some of it is, you know, like foreign policy and some of it is science and some of it like it's so crazy. So when like, you know, when they try to show honestly, when they try to show any politician stumbling or forgetting like who who the president of Greece is, I'm always like, see, that to me is ridiculous because you don't who could remember all that. It's not possible. It's it's not possible.
0: Yeah, um, I, I mean yeah, if you're just gonna play gotcha all the time, you know. I bet you that I bet you Buddha judge knows all that stuff because I just oh, feel does. like he's he was robot. always he's a fucking robot. That's why he's a, ro- so he's just, a robot. So just I just want to tell you, just because I happen to know that uh Katerina Rapolo is the uh, president of Greece. No big deal. Oh, look at you, aren't you fancy? Uh, okay, well, no big whoop. On that, note, on that no. note,
1: thank you all for listening to every damn day uh, if you want to go find brett davies only fans it is dilf in cranston seventy three, seventy three. you can sign up for 99 cents a month where you can walk <laughs> him eat clam chowder and talk about how good it is um <laughs> and pay his rent that way uh also please like and subscribe so that you can get new episodes of this podcast every week um and tell us how much you enjoy it thanks so much and stay safe